As a practical-minded farm boy, I never cared for sci-fi movies nor fiction books because I couldn't make sense of them. And even readings like the book of Revelation seemed way too fantastical to actually be real. Scripture sometimes is very hard to understand, either because we don't understand the historical context out of which the experience happened or when it was written, or it can be fantastical things like we hear in the book of Revelation. Today, as we hear about this big figure, this huge red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on its heads were seven diadems, I've never seen that before. So the practical intellect says, how can this be? And yet, when we penetrate more deeply into the mystery of Scripture, we're able, through God's grace and insights of those who are able to help us to interpret the Scriptures accurately, as God intended them to be, we're able to understand the spiritual meaning behind, underneath, those words that are used. The book of Revelation, of course, is, in part, the anticipation of what will happen at the end of time. And at the end of time, we hear there will be more insurrections, there will be persecutions, more wars, more conflicts. And sometimes people will say, gee, I wonder if we're getting close to the end times. Only God knows that. But what we do know is we know the full story. The context of the book of Revelation today, when it's speaking about this huge red dragon, is a representation of the evil one. And if we look all the way back to the book of Genesis, as we hear God's beautiful creation story displayed in the book of Genesis, we know that God created the angels to enjoy the fullness of his life and love. And he created us to do the same thing. But he gave the angels and us human beings free will that we get to choose for ourselves. And if we look back to the book of Genesis, we see how Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan, the devil, the evil one. Satan was blessed with the greatest intellect. Angels have more capacity for knowledge in certain ways than we do. And so they're much more clever. And they can use it for the good or the bad. Satan, because he did not want to be humble and defer to God, he did not want to be obedient to God, chose to be separated from him. And there was a consequence for that. And because he could not gain control of the power, the knowledge, the capacities that God has, he became very, very revengeful. And he's taken it out on humanity. Hence the story of Adam and Eve, of course, as they're in the garden. And the Satan one comes in in a very clever way to tempt them, oh, you can eat of that tree of good and evil, then you will know as God knows. He was tempting them to try to, if you will, be like God, have the capacities that God has. And of course, we know how the story goes from there, but because of the act of disobedience, there were consequences. And all kinds of consequences came as part of that. And one of those is death. 
You see, before the fall of Adam and Eve, when we were all designed to be created, Adam and Eve were designed to be in original justice. And everything was rightly ordered. And they were not to experience the effect of the separation of the body and soul at the time of physical death. Today, we celebrate the assumption our Blessed Mother Mary was preserved from original sin. So she didn't experience that separation of body and soul. Her assumption took her to heaven as she was, body and soul. She is, of course, that beautiful witness of one who was always faithful to God, chosen by God for a special mission, not only to be the mother of Jesus, but to be our mother. And God blesses her with great gifts to be distributor of his grace. And when we turn to our Blessed Mother, we ask for her intercession. She will be there to journey with us, to help us, to encourage us on, to intercede for us. We are in the midst of great battles today, of course, on many levels. And as human beings, we all experience it interiorly because we have disordered desires. We have darkened intellects. We don't see things so clearly. We have weakened wills. Those are all consequences of original sin. Because God knew that to bring right ordering, right justice, there needed to be consequences for those actions. And it is in part his way, I suspect, to keep us all very humble, to keep us ever reliant upon God. And yet there's that broken inclination within humanity, and some of us are more prone to it than others, that we don't want to be obedient to the limitations God places on us, like the same sin Adam and Eve fell into. We want to be able, as human beings, often to define for ourselves what is right or wrong, or to not surrender to God's perfect plan for our lives. And in some ways, the more authority one has, the more they can take advantage of that. We see, for example, various leaders throughout the world, whether it's in religious leaders, civil leaders, whatever sort of leaders, government leaders, business leaders, how everybody can use their gifts for good or for bad. And how is it possible that they can redesign even how societies are set up or a business is set up because they have certain authority to do that. But that authority can be stepping beyond not being obedient to what God has clearly commanded, like the sanctity of life, the sanctity of holy marriage as one woman and one man, in a covenant of love as God has clearly communicated, designed it to be, and so many other things. When we as human beings take into our own and redefine what God has clearly commanded, we commit the sin of disobedience. And as a consequence, we can great, bring great hardship upon others. We can lead others astray, thinking that it's okay. God has not changed his mind. He has not revealed anything different than what he has already revealed, and Jesus is the fullness of that revelation. As we celebrate this Mass and honor our Blessed Mother Mary, we need to pray for all of us who can be easily tempted and fall to disobedience, 
to want to know what God knows, to have the powers that God has, to change the rules that God has. But God's rules, his Ten Commandments, for example, are designed to help us. And when we embrace them as they are, we discover the beautiful gift of God's love, structuring, ordering us, so that we might experience the fullness of life and love and help our brothers and sisters on the way. In the fall in Adam and Eve, we hear this story continues in our second reading, how the fall of Adam by the disobedience was overcome by the power of Jesus Christ by his obedience to the Heavenly Father. Even though he never sinned, he humbled himself to become a human like you and I and experienced great suffering and great rejection because he was living the fullness of truth as the Father had designed it to be. It was his obedience that overturned the rest of the story. So anytime we are in Christ, Christ's power is greater than any dysfunction of Adam and Eve, any of our sins, and all we need to do is draw closer and closer to the heart of Christ, to God, listening and learning the Word of God, its spiritual intent and purpose, and seeing what God has communicated for what it really is, the Word of the Lord, to bring us to interior freedom so we don't give in to whatever we desire or what others might tempt us into, but rather we always go back to the faithfulness of God. It is our Blessed Mother who witnesses that so beautifully. As we celebrate today her assumption, she had that dignified role. Let us give glory and honor to God for our Blessed Mother Mary. Let us draw close to the heart of Christ, the heart of Mary. Let us rely upon them as we navigate the many temptations, the battles, the struggles of the world we live in, and the battles within ourselves of good and evil, and the temptations of the evil one. You have within you, as I do, anybody who's been baptized in Christ, the authority to tell the evil one to depart from us because we belong to Christ, and we choose that. Be not afraid as we continue our journey on our way to heaven.